Good morning, SunWest. Hey, that was pretty good. Mid-summer, mid-late summer, and you're still enthusiastic. That's fantastic. Really good to be back. I, it's been a while since I've been here, and I'm, I always feel like home when I step into this space, so thank you for helping me feel that way. Every time someone says, hey, Brad, welcome back, and a couple of people, it's fantastic. Also, uh, like the series name, Matt, did you come up with that? Nope, God and the Underdog. Sounds like a band to me. Sounds like a bluegrass band. <laughs> could be, it'd be like, it wouldn't be God and the Underdogs. It'd be like Lucy and the Underdogs or something. You guys could cut an album. It'd be pretty cool, I think. Or not. That's okay. No, that's good. I'll, uh, but the, the, the God and the Underdogs theme is, is great. When Matt shared with me, this is the topic, you know, and this, you got you to pick an underdog in Scripture immediately, well, several times, because I kept forgetting, kept asking, which ones are taken again? Which ones? So David and Goliath, not taken, apparently. So I'm praying about that. God's like, nope. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, Gideon, Gideon, Gideon and the, you know, the, the, the breaking things and, the, you know, 300 and, no, not that one. Okay. So, so I'm seeking God about this. And finally he says, yeah, this is the, what I, this is what I want you to choose. I want you to choose the, uh, uh-oh, not working already. Okay, uh, you're on. There we go. Um, the suffering woman, the woman with the issue of blood. <laughs> That's the one he wanted me to do. I'm like, I'm not sure I'm qualified to be the one to unpack this one. You know, I, I, I don't know if someone else wants to do that or something. Nope, that's the one I want you to do. And so I, I was like, really? You... And she's an underdog. Yep. Just read the story kind of thing, right? So can we just dive right in? I'm just going to, I'm going to read the story. Now, the interesting thing about this story is that it appears in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And there are slightly different phrasing that I'm going to draw out in the message today that are going to help us understand the, the fuller or picture of what Jesus is trying to communicate here. So here's how it goes. A large crowd followed and pressed around Jesus. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors, had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Luke adds, but no one could heal her. And as soon as I read that, I went, yep, she's she's my underdog. She's my hero. Because I don't know how how many of you here struggle with chronic conditions, chronic pain, things that you've prayed about over and over and over again, or you know somebody that's struggling through something and you you pray and you pray, and they've tried everything. For, For me, it was migraines. And God has done a remarkable healing in my life. I still get them from time to time. But at my worst... I was medicating 25 days a month for migraines. I was a pastor at Dalhousie Community Church this close to taking a stress leave because I just couldn't handle it. So God has done an amazing work in my life, but I, I understand how, how frustrating this can be. For one thing, I got to see a neurologist when I lived in Manitoba, waited nine months for the appointment, guy sitting back in his desk, I kid you not, my appointment went like this. So I'm getting these migraines, and he says, yeah, some people get those. 
Like that's like, I'm pretty sure he killed the neurologist and he was just sitting up there in the office. Like anybody could have just, you could just put a, I don't know, like a Ronald McDonald puppet up there would have done better than he did. But have you noticed, have you noticed though that everybody, if you're struggling with a chronic pain or condition, everybody has the solution to your problem, but you, have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. My, my great aunt, twice removed, she said if you lie down on the stairs and swallow ping pong balls, your pain will just be gone. It'll just be fantastic. You know, and somebody's like, no, no, it's not that. It's nutmeg. Nutmeg is the thing. I know, I know several people cured, cured of migraines because of nutmeg, you know. And, and so I, I tried everything. And, you know, or you could just die. Then, then it would be done, <laughs> you know. Uh, but w- at one point... I was actually, I'd actually arisen to the, the cream of the crop in Calgary. I got to the top of the neurological train. I, I was seeing the top neurologist at Foothills uh, for migraines in Calgary. I was seeing, like, she's the lady, okay? I almost had her on speed dial. Like, it was fantastic. She somehow had it in her mind. She's going to help me. And so, I mean, I got all kinds of special treatment. But my migraines by this time were so bad at one point, I got admitted to emergency, and they gave me Demerol, which I'm told, I don't know for sure, but I'm told is what they give you in childbirth. It took the edge off for about 45 minutes, and after that, I felt like I was going to die. So at one point, this neurologist said, hey, do you, um, this is the kind of power she had. She said, have you ever tried Botox? I'm like, I don't look that bad. <laughs> like, I just, I don't... Like, I know I'm aging, but not, she's, no, no, like, it'll help the muscles relax. And so she, I was like, no, I haven't. Well, do you want to try it? Yes. So she says, okay. She writes me a prescription. She goes, take this downstairs, come back up, and we'll do it. So I'm like, what? So I go downstairs and spend 390 bucks or something like that, right? It's just like, I hope this works. And then she's, okay, lie down, swabs me, and then gives me, like, 14 or 24, like, like this halo of, of injections around my head, I'm supposed to relax the muscles and didn't work. Nothing. It just gave me, I just made me a Cro-Magnon like this. My forehead kept getting in my soup. You know, I'm trying to, it was, it was really awkward. But so I, under, I understand what it's like to pray and to try and nothing ever helps. Maybe you're one of those people here today. You've got chronic pain. And for you, it, could, it doesn't have to be something major. It could be like a tennis elbow. just doesn't give up, right? It could be something else that, that you think you've just learned to live with and you've long given up on. Well, this woman is struggling like you and I struggle. And it's a tough road for her. Look at the phrasing of this. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all say she was subject to bleeding. Not just that she had a bleeding issue, and we don't know what it was. It could have been hemophilia. It could have been colitis or something like that. We're not sure exactly, but what we do know is she had become, over time, subject to her illness. And if you struggle long-term, you know what I'm talking about. I, I remember just briefly from the, you know, birthing room with my, my wife as I was holding her hand as she was crushing the bones in my, in my fingers, trying to hold her hand. I remember the nurses who, who actually could give her some advice because they had been mothers saying, get on top of the pain. Get on top of the pain or it will crush you. You know, like that. So just, so just stay on top of the pain. Stay on top of the pain. Well, somehow in the middle of all of this, 
she was no longer on top of the pain. She was no longer, she was subject to it. She'd, do you understand what I'm talking about? When, when your pain becomes, or your, your struggle becomes so intense, and it's so long-term, you lose the energy to stop fighting, and you just kind of live with it. It starts to take over. You start to make your life revolve around this thing, and it almost starts to define you. You, you, this, is, this is what I have. This is, this is my lot. So this is me now. And as a guy who's medicating 25 days a month for migraines, like I, I almost would say I am a migraine sufferer. That was, that was part of my identity. Well, she was subject to this, and it was getting worse. So let's continue with the story. When she heard about Jesus, I, this is the turning point, Right? When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, right, the, the, the fringe, the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. And it's this moment where I realize this is why she's such an underdog. Like, do you, do you understand how hard it would have been, how far she had to come to get to this moment to touch Jesus? All of the inner battles she had to fight. Like, like if you tried some of those old wives' tales to, to heal your pain and to deal with and manage your issue, and everybody's got an idea for you, and if you run with them at first. I'm willing to try anything. This is, I'm so desperate. After a while, you're like, whatever. Like, I don't even care. Yes, but it's helped thousands. I don't even care. It's not going to help me. You just get into this mode where you're feeling so helpless. Can anybody relate to this right now? Yeah? Is this you? Well, this moment is incredible. She says, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped. I have to confess something to you. As, a, as someone who has struggled with chronic pain, or uh, someone who still struggles with chronic tinnitus in this year, I've got a, a hearing aid in this year because I've, I've suffered rat, like radical hearing loss in this ear, and the, the tinnitus is sometimes so bad that if I were in a loud restaurant with music playing, the loudest thing in the room is this year. It's so loud that I I feel like sometimes I want to despair. It's that bad. So so when I read a story like this, part of me spikes with hope, and then part of me feels jealous. Like, why her? Like, I know, 12 years, that's a long time. But how come not me? Like, have you ever felt like that? Like, maybe God has overlooked you. So I celebrate with her that she's freed from her suffering, but I want to be freed from my suffering. Or I want that for someone else in my life. This issue of healing gets really tense. And I think maybe that's why it's so quiet in the room. Usually when I speak here, I get more interaction. Can you just like breathe? Like we're, we're, you're, stay with me here. I love you. But, but this, this topic of healing can be so divisive. It, can be, it, could, it, it touches us on an emotional level, a visceral level. Because of these unanswered prayers. Because sometimes... For example, one time a guy came to our life group. He says, I feel like you're supposed to pray for me. I'm like, okay. And the group says, okay. He says, yeah, I have this allergy to bananas. Can't eat them. Really love bananas. Would love to eat bananas. I'm like, I don't care. So, but he's like, no, I feel like you're supposed to pray. Okay. So we pray for him. 
healed of his banana allergy. Creates this entire category for me I call banana healings. Like I'm just, like just God, just let it slide. It's okay. Like he can, he just, maybe there's bananas in heaven. I don't know. And then you, then you pray for someone with cancer or last year my dad fell and hit his head praying for him and he dies. But you're going to heal a banana allergy? Like I don't, I don't understand how this works. And I think you're in the same boat as me. Well, let's see how this story plays out and see what we can learn. At once, after she's reached out and touched his robe, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. And he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? And you see the people crowding around you, his disciple answered. Um, so I don't know if you noticed, but there's like 10,000 people here. <laughs> it could be anybody. And yet you can ask, who touched me? Watch this. But Jesus kept looking. He kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Matthew adds, Jesus turned and saw her. Luke adds, that seeing she could not go unnoticed, she came and confessed the whole story. I have good news for you. If you've been struggling in silence, suffering, like, does anyone know? Does anyone care? You understand that how many times can you share with your spouse or your friend that you're in pain before it just sounds like you're complaining and then complaining and complaining. You don't want to sound like a broken record, so you just keep it inside. And you wonder, does anyone see? Jesus is looking. He's like looking until he finds her. And then she has to come to the realization she is not going to know unnoticed. I want you to hear, not only does Jesus see you, You can't go unnoticed. You cannot go unnoticed. I'm looking around. I can't make eye contact with everybody here, but I assure you Jesus is. Right now, you might even feel it in your heart. He's singling you out in the crowd, just like this woman. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. If you struggled with chronic anything, or you know somebody who has, you probably don't like this verse. Your faith has healed you. We've heard this abused. We've heard people say, if you only had enough faith, then dot, 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 God would, right? And, and, And I kid you not, early in our marriage, Shauna and I had, or she had a, we, a miscarriage that was heartbreaking, heartbreaking, gutting at the time, especially for Shauna. And a woman in our church had the gall of telling her that it was because she didn't have enough faith. I kid you not, she actually said the words out loud. If you had only had more faith and contended for your child, they would be here today. Can you imagine? So I do not want you to hear that. That's one end of the extreme, the the spectrum. We cannot go there. On the other hand, 
All three of those gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, have Jesus saying exactly the same thing. That that phrase, your faith has healed you. So at the very least, we have to concede that her faith was a significant part of her getting healed. We just have to go there. Not that if you'd only had more faith until now, she would have been healed earlier. That's not the point. But somehow God was giving her grace in this moment to participate in her own healing in a way that would be part of her redemption story. And that's what we're talking about. I think I've said this a couple of times when I've been here in different ways, but God's grace is free, but we must respond with faith to receive it. One of the most foundational kingdom principles is this, by grace through faith. We are saved by grace. That's God's initiative. It's his unmerited favor, his his smile upon us that we cannot earn, that we cannot brownie point into, we cannot even pray our way into. He just gives it because that's the kind of God, the kind of father he is. But we receive that grace. We position ourselves to receive it by faith. It's like he comes to us and then we come to him. We'll get into that in a little bit. So what, I, what I'm seeing in this story is that this woman understood somehow, I guess it's because the Holy Spirit was just showing her how, how to participate by faith in the grace that Jesus intended to give her. She didn't earn it, but she did put herself in a position to receive it. How would you like to learn a little bit about that today? We're, we're going to jump into that a little bit here. So here's the first thing I noticed as she responds to grace. She said to herself, she said to herself, if, if I could just touch his cloak, I will be healed. She said to herself, again, can you imagine the internal struggle she must have faced to get to the point where she would touch Jesus, the fringe of his robe? She, she may have been at home. And and there's a buzz in the community. Jesus is here. Jesus is coming through the community. And she must have stayed home. I can imagine. I would have. I would have stayed there going, well, what's the point? I've tried everything. Well, no, she should at least try. Maybe someone said, just go. Just go. Fine. I'll just go. And, And maybe as she's walking, she's battling to herself. I'm not worthy of being healed. I couldn't, you know, maybe, maybe it's, there's some poor life choices. She thinks are responsible for this. They're not, but she's, she's weighing all of this. She's feeling the shame. And here's something we know about her because she's bleeding. She's unclean in this culture. She's not allowed to interact with people. She's not allowed in the temple because she's perpetually unclean. So unclean, and the reason they don't want her in the temple is that she comes in contact with someone else, they become unclean. So she's walking with this stigma. So for her to go out in public, she's in disguise, friends. She's cloaked up so no one can see her because she's living with this guilt and this shame. She's not even sure if she should be attempting this. She's going through all this self-talk, but at some point she says to herself, because of God's grace already coming to her, filling her, giving her the ability to believe. She's like, if I just touch his cloak, I will be healed. I think we spend far more energy stifling our faith with probably won'ts than stoking our faith with what if. 
what if God is positioning you and I to participate in more of his grace by learning to preach to ourselves, to tell ourselves the truth instead of playing that broken record that goes over and over and over again. The late preacher Martin Lloyd-Jones said, have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you're listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? Like David said in Psalm 103, praise the Lord, O my soul. He's preaching to his own soul. And you don't forget his benefits. He heals all your diseases. And he goes through this list, right? He's talking to his soul, by the way. That's not about physical healing. He's talking about the diseases of the soul there. But he's telling himself what to believe instead of listening to his flesh. So that's the first thing she was, she said to herself, she started taking control of the, where her mind was going. And the second thing is when she heard, she came, when she heard Jesus was near, she came to him and fell at his feet. Right? Again, (laughs) it's this idea that When Jesus stirs something, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion. As he stirs us up, are we willing to step out one more time because the Lord Jesus is calling us to come? When she heard, she came. I don't know who picked the songs today, but kaboom, kaboom. It was amazing. The first song is this second point. We have this mistaken notion that the Christian life is about asking Jesus to come into my life. Not. Jesus is the life. He he is embodying life and he invites us to come to him to have the life. He's the one making the invitation. He says, all you are weary, come. You follow me. You come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. And we're sitting there going, no, come to me. Come to me. This woman, when she heard, she came. Beautiful. Beautiful. The third thing, she took hold of Jesus. Now, can you imagine, again, what it was like? Let's say for a moment, she has hemophilia. And now she gets to Jesus, and there are hundreds of people around him pressing. And they've all got needs, too. I might have been tempted to come back a different day. But it's not getting any easier. The crowds are only growing as Jesus' ministry is growing. But she now has to squeeze through all those shoulders and elbows that may have been bruising her, causing her to bleed more, to get to Jesus. And if she's touching the fringe of his robe, at some point, it's like when you're trying to escape at a concert. She drops to her knees and crawls around and grabs the fringe of his robe. Wow. She took hold of Jesus. Now, this is, this is amazing. It's so important for us to grasp. What she's doing is she's receiving Jesus. Not in a salvation sense. When you hear the word receive, what comes to your mind? Probably something passive. Like I sit like this, maybe, and I'm waiting to receive. Maybe someone's passing something down a line and I'm waiting for my turn. But the word receive in Greek is lambano. And it means to reach out and take hold of with the hand. It's not passive. It's active. 
Jesus or John writes in his gospel to as many as received him to as many as reached out and grabbed hold of him to those who believed in his name. He gave the right to become children of God. Jesus is like, look, I came all this way. I, I, I shed my heavenly glory to come be human here with you. And now I'm saying to you, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. She took hold. Of Jesus. Now, I'm done preaching, but we're not done here. I'm going to ask you to do something with me. I'm going to ask you if I've been preaching to you today, if you're struggling with chronic pain in particular, I'm going to invite you to get singled out by Jesus. I'm going to invite you to stand where you are. To stand where you are. Be that underdog like this woman and stand up where you are if you have back pain. Maybe, maybe you've got carpal tunnel syndrome. Thank you. Takes courage. I see you. I see you. Maybe there's a, uh, something wrong with the nerve in your wrist and right in here it's pinching you. Maybe there's something wrong with your, your lower back, your knees, whatever it is. If, if that's you, just stand. Just invite you to do that. Be courageous. Don't, be, don't, don't, don't say, oh, it's just nothing. It's nothing. It's okay. I, I'll live with it. I'll live with it. Now, there's, I'm going to invite you to keep, if, as I'm speaking, if you suddenly go, oh, I feel it. When, when, when he calls, you come. Okay. I'm going to walk us through two different kinds of healing that this woman received. One of them was a heart healing. This is where he said to her, go in peace. Because remember, she was subject to her bleeding. That alone is its own kind of bondage that Jesus doesn't want us to live with. And the second part, of course, was the physical healing. Be released from your suffering. I believe Jesus wants to do something today. And I believe that you taking a step of faith to stand is part of you identifying with this woman. Now, just in case those of you who are here are wondering, well, maybe that was just a one-off. Guess what? In the next chapter, we read that everybody heard the story and they're trying to get a hold of Jesus' cloak. And it says that all who touched his cloak were healed. I don't know what God's going to do. I'm not pretending. I have no idea actually what I'm doing. You know, guy driving the plane has no idea where we're going. But I do know this. Jesus wants to do something. As you're standing there, I want you to see this picture of a friend of mine. His name is Philip Serez. And uh, Philip has ALS. And he is losing that battle or ALS is, is winning that battle in his body, ravaging him. And his faith is so beautiful. If you look up on Vimeo, the terrifying delight of losing everything, a short film put out about his story, it will move you because it doesn't look like Jesus is going to heal him. He may, but it doesn't look like it. But Philip is determined to glorify God in his body, regardless, whether by life or by death, it will change you. But Philip has this saying. He says, I may have ALS, but ALS does not have me. 
<laughs> I got chills when, when I hear that. So I want you, those of you who have stood with me, and those, anyone else who wants to join, you stand up. We're going to do a, a three-part thing here. Last slide here. I want you to speak out out loud. It can be under your breath. I want you to speak out out loud. I may have, and describe your condition or your pain. I may have blank, but blank does not have me. Okay? I've got an issue with my lower back. And so I'm just going to confess that to you. I'm going to say that with you. Okay? I want you to say this out loud. It's important that we say it out loud. Okay? Say, I, so you do you, you do you, I'll do me. I may have lower back pain, but lower back pain does not have me. Okay. One more time like you mean it. I may have lower back pain, but lower back pain does not have me. Okay. I want you to turn to someone now, next to you or someone you came with, and you say it to them. Turn to them and say it. Just do it. I may have lower back pain, but lower back pain does not have me. Okay? One more. Now I want you to say it to your Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I may have lower back pain, but lower back pain does not have me. Why? Because Lord Jesus, you have me. I am not subject to this. I am subject to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are here and that you are moving in this place. I can sense you stirring that. And I pray that everybody who stood here would would experience that, that severing of their bondage to their pain or their illness right now in Jesus' name. They would not be subject to it any longer. They, that you would set them free, cut, it, cut them loose in Jesus' name, that you would enable them to, to live above the pain, even if it continues as they hold your hand. I, I thank you for calling them out here today, just like you called out that woman. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now stay standing. Stay standing for just a minute. I want to ask you a question. That pain that you came with, if I want you to do something right now. I want you to move around, do, it, like, do something that would exacerbate that pain right now. Try it. If you feel a significant improvement, I want you to raise your hand. If you, if you have a significant improvement in that, that pain, try doing what you're going to do. Anybody? Is there a hand over there? Okay, amen. I haven't even prayed anything. (laughs) So I'm going to pray for you now. In Jesus' name. Father, I, I invite you to have mercy upon us, upon these dear folks. In Jesus' name, would you pour out your healing upon them? And in the name of Jesus, all pain go. Be gone in Jesus' name. Release them from their their suffering in Jesus' name. Try try it again. Try moving around. Again, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying something. Try moving around. If if you feel significantly different, better. (laughs) Raise your hand. 
Jesus. Thank you. Release them in Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. I praise you. Thank you for the courage it took for these folks to stand. Now, one last thing we're going to do, and that is this. It took so much courage for you to stand and let yourself be singled out. There are a lot of us here today that maybe feel like we're in endless situations with no end in sight, but you folks stood up and you let yourself be counted. You're the underdogs we're celebrating here today. You're the underdogs that we're celebrating. You're like this woman. You're willing to stand out, stand up, and glorify God. So I praise God with you for your faith. You need to know, again, not only does he see you, but you cannot avoid being seen. You cannot escape notice. In Jesus' name. I'm going to say one more thing. If in the next little bit or in the next week or something, you notice a significant improvement, can you report that to your staff and just share that with them? Because we want to glorify God about those stories. Thank you, Father. You you may be seated. Thank you, Father, for this message. Thank you for the, the modeling of this woman. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. When looking for the person who touched this cloak, Jesus looked and he saw the woman. I think there's so much beauty in that, that he saw her. Whatever we're going through, Jesus sees you. Just let that soak in a little bit. Jesus sees you. He notices you. But you can't go unnoticed. And in that story, um, even as Brad was sharing in the different types of healing, right, there is this idea of this physical healing, but there's this relational, this inner, this heart, and these things that are going on, that God is one about giving life and life to the fullest. That Jesus sees you, that you're not alone. When we looked around, we see that there's other people standing up as well, that you're not alone in community as well. That we are in this journey of faith together that Jesus sees you we see each other and we don't go unnoticed in Matthew or in in James it says this is anyone among you sick let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well and the Lord will raise them up and I love that word raise them up It reminds us of what Christ did on the third day, that he rose to life, that he offers this life, this resurrection life to us here and now, raised up. So I just want to encourage you, if there's things that are going on, whether uh, you're looking for more prayer for healing and these things that are going on, or maybe there's something going on in your heart, or maybe there's something going on in life that you just need to be raised up. We want to encourage you to be able to pray together. So we have prayer teams uh, available at the end of the service, but let's do this journey together. And just be reminded that God sees you. You're not unnoticed, and he wants to raise you up. Let's pray. God, we want to thank you. 
want to thank you for uh, who you are and the amount that you know each one of us, uh, that you made the, world, the earth and the sparrows and everything, and yet you know each hair on the top of our heads, that you know us, that you see us, and that you know what we're going through. So God, we just come to you, not asking you to come to us, but we go to you and offer ourselves and offer our lives because we know the life that you have for us is so much more. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, thanks, Brad, for coming. And everybody have a great week. Again, we got prayer teams uh, at the front available to pray for all sorts of things for us. Thank mm-hmm. you.